0: It's Friday, April 29th. I'm Sarah Wykim. A long-anticipated COVID vaccine for infants and toddlers could be approved as early as June. Baltimore's mayor and congressional leaders announced today a multi-million dollar investment in public safety. The city's downtown and inner harbor will get a $166 million facelift. And the superintendent of Baltimore County Schools says he wants to stay on after his term expires. It's The Daily Dose from WYPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response and the local news of the day, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Maryland's COVID-19 positivity rate has climbed to 4.65 percent, the highest rate we've seen since February. State health officials reported this morning 1,389 new cases in the past 24 hours, 194 people are hospitalized but the percentage of those aged five and older who are vaccinated has also climbed up slightly to 91.9 percent and of those fully vaccinated just over half are boosted governor larry hogan is urging marylanders to get boosted by monday that's the deadline for folks to qualify for the vax cash promotion the grand prize is a million dollars Mayor Brandon Scott, joined by Maryland's congressional delegation and community leaders, announced an $8 million federal investment in public safety initiatives today. Scott said in an afternoon press conference, the money will be used to upgrade police technology, improve how law enforcement handles mental health emergencies, and expand partnerships with community violence intervention organizations, among other things. Baltimore County School Superintendent Daryl Williams says he would like to stay on as the head of the school system beyond his current contract, which expires July of next year. WYPR's John Lee reports.
1: This is Williams' first time as a school superintendent, and he's led the county schools through COVID and the November 2020 ransomware attack. There's no blueprint or resource that you can go to about how do you run a system a pandemic, after a cyber attack and after everything else that Baltimore County has experienced. But I'm committed to do this work. And I think our system needs that commitment for several more years to come. Williams has had his critics. He angered county officials for not telling them more about the cyber attack. And some parents questioned his decisions about closing and reopening schools during covid. Williams will be asking for a re-up from a very different school board than the one that hired him three years ago. Most members are either not running for re-election or are not asking to be reappointed to the hybrid board. John Lee, WIPR News.
0: Anne Arundel County Executive Stuart Pittman released his budget for the next fiscal year yesterday. It calls for a property tax rate nearly three cents lower than the current rate and cuts tax rates on the first $50,000 of income. The $2.1 billion spending plan contains money to hire more than 350 new teachers and raise the pay of all county school employees. It also includes money to build five new fire stations and to start work on the Crownsville Hospital Memorial Park. There's a new airline in town offering another option for those traveling out of BWI. Low-cost carrier Avello Airlines says it will offer nonstop service to Orlando, Florida and Wilmington, North Carolina later this summer. The new routes come just weeks after Avello announced service from BWI to New Haven, Connecticut, starting on May 26th. After operating for three decades, an iconic restaurant in Baltimore's Hamden neighborhood is shutting down. Cafe Hun served up its last dish Friday night. The Foreman Wolf restaurant group will be taking over the space. However, Cafe Hun's annual two-day street festival, called Fest, will continue when it returns June 11th and 12th. <laughs> Senate President Bill Ferguson on Thursday highlighted a $166 million investment in state funding to revitalize Baltimore's downtown and Inner Harbor. WYPR's Callant hansel has more.
1: During an early afternoon press conference at Rashfield Park next to the harbor, Ferguson said the state has long lacked the funding downtown Baltimore needs to thrive. We all know that downtown is the fastest growing residential community in the city. Uh, But unfortunately, there has not been the sufficient funding for the infrastructure and community building that has been necessary to meet the downtown Inner Harbor's fullest potential. But now, he said, it's finally possible. Over the last two sessions, we have been able to invest $166 million in state funds over these last two years to support the revitalization of downtown Baltimore and our Inner Harbor. $50 million dollars will be used to move state employees from State Center to the Central Business District. $11.5 million will go to the Downtown Partnership of Baltimore. The remaining funds will be divided among existing organizations such as Port Discovery Children's Museum, the Maryland Science Center, and Rashfield Park. Earlier this month, it was announced that Baltimore-based developer P. David Bramble and his company, MCB Real Estate, would acquire and revitalize Harbor Place. Laurie Schwartz, the president of the Waterfront Partnership of Baltimore, said the value in an investment of this magnitude is clear. You can see it in the kids running around the park.
0: Just since the November 5th opening, we've had literally thousands of children running and playing and shrieking and climbing and skateboarding throughout this park. You come on a Saturday or Sunday, it is packed. It's just what all
1: of us want for Baltimore. Schwartz said $60 million will also go toward building a new Inner Harbor Promenade.
0: The promenade is close to 50 years old. Pre-pandemic days, we had close to 14 million people on that promenade a year. That's a lot of people, that's a lot of trucks, a lot of vehicles, a lot of use, and much of it's outlived its useful life.
1: Delegate Luke Clippinger, a Democrat whose district includes the harbor and is a native of the area, said he's thrilled to see this finally happening. I remember back in the early 80s, in 1980, I think it was, when Harbor Place opened and so many people brought their vision for this part of our city and for what could be the core of an incredibly livable and strong place for all Baltimoreans to come together. Delegate Brooke Learman, another Democrat who represents the area and who is running for state comptroller, said this is an opportunity to change Baltimore as a whole for generations to come. It's time for us to build and lead and stand on the shoulders of previous generations who had a vision that our harbor place that our waterways would be the best in the nation, that we would take advantage of this incredible gift that we have, and the city around it would prosper because of it. President Ferguson said he also believes revitalization will serve as a deterrent to violent crime. For WYPR News, I'm Callan tansel Sedith <laughs>
0: Children under five could be getting their COVID 19 vaccines in June when the FDA is set to make a decision on authorizing Moderna and Pfizer vaccines. Dr. Lena Wen, emergency physician and former Baltimore City Health Commissioner, says her two children will be first in line when the FDA gives the green light. I feel as if there is hope on the horizon. Moderna said yesterday that its vaccine is 51% effective for kids younger than two and 37% effective for those older. Dr. Wen says that's very encouraging and the vaccines are comparable to those for adults. Moderna conducted its trial for kids after Omicron became dominant. Moreover, it means the vaccine does its job, which is not to prevent infections. It's to reduce the chance of severe illness. If the FDA gives the go-ahead, 20 million children can get their first shots in June, and the vaccine will finally become available to people of all ages in the United States. Parents like Lauren Finnegan have long anticipated this decision. Finnegan is the mother of two kids under five. The first was born just before the pandemic, the second during. She's had to take extra precautions and now she's not sure what it will mean to be a parent without the pandemic. I don't think I know how my life is going to change because I've never known anything different than this. Finnegan says she was very excited about getting her kids vaccinated when the FDA was supposed to make a decision on Pfizer vaccines for younger kids in February. Then the FDA delayed that decision. At this point, she says she's a little jaded. The June dates are tentative, and the FDA could delay its decision again. Like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) Julie Tice says the same. Her five-and-a-half-year-old just got his vaccine, but her youngest just turned one. Tice hasn't seen her mother, who was 82 and has dementia, for three years. That is time with grandparents that neither of my kids are ever going to get. And um, that's been that's been really hard. And Ty says she can't wait for her kids to get vaccinated so they can spend time with family and friends, go on field trips and have all the experiences she says they're entitled to. cover the news of the day here on the Daily Dose, but it's also a platform for listeners like you. Got a thought or a story you want to share about life in the era of coronavirus? Leave us a voicemail to play on an upcoming episode. The number 410-235-6060. We've also got a button on the WYPR app so you can record a voice memo that way too. Just tap Daily Dose comments on the app or give us a call. The number again, 410 410- 235-6060. We're always happy to hear from you, and we'll be here for you again on Monday. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WYPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Big thanks to my news team colleagues, Rachel Bay, John Lee, Joel McCord, and Callan Hensel suddith Our digital content director is Jamila Kremple, and our general manager is LaFontaine Oliver. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby stay healthy, stay sane, and stand together. I'm Sarah Y. Kim. Thanks for listening.